we're, we're cutting back in to the second part of the first episode. We're picking means, back up where we left off. Yes, we're picking back up where we left off. However, if you didn't watch that last week's episode, don't start watching this week's episode. Because <laughs> then you're going to be confused. You're like, what the hell happened? Stuff in that what one. did I watch miss? Watch the first episode. This is the second part of the first episode that you get it. <laughs> you just made that so confusing. Shut your mouth. Did I do it right? So what were we talking about? I don't know. You got me completely. We, we stopped the show with the water. Yes, you see, you screwed up the show anyway. <laughs> somehow it's my fault. Um, what were we talking about? Alex, we were talking about Alex. Oh, Alex Whedon. Yeah. So here's the crazy of it all. When we were trying to buy the house that we just bought, there was really two options. Yes. And one of the options... We were kind of pot committed on a neighborhood we liked. We, we, we wanted this neighborhood because of the school. And there was two options in that neighborhood in our price range. And one of them was more your style. The colors. It's a, it's a very the pretty kitchen, house. It's beautiful. It's a very pretty yeah. house. Um, however, it was a little smaller and, and kind of funky. And it, it really didn't fit. We, we need a flex room for, for Casa de Trevino. Right. We, it, it, it really didn't fit yeah. our needs. So we bought this other house. I'm at the neighborhood swimming pool, and all of a sudden I hear Trevino, and I'm like, oh crap! Like I, you know, I'm over here in my freaking swim trunks, and I don't <laughs> want to talk to a fan right now, right? And it was like it was weeded. Uh-huh. I'm like, what's up, Alex? Said we just moved in the neighborhood. Oh man, I go, oh, wow, which house? He's like, so he gives me the address. I'm like, that's the house where they want it. You're like, oh shit, now I'm gonna have to paint our house. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that at all, but apparently you are. <laughs> um, but actually, and then when Alex said, well, that room is perfect for my music room, I'm like, that made perfect sense. Fits your needs. Yeah. Right? I'm glad we didn't get that house. So anyway, you know, catching back up with Alex, and Alex being in. Miranda Lambert's band, he's used to coming into town and having to put people on the guest list, right? And it was so funny when, you know, when we start talking about that, and he's like, the worst is when they call you and they're like, where do I park? <laughs> like, you park with every, where everybody else parks. <laughs> like, there's not a special parking spot for you, yeah. but it's always friends and family that are the problems. Yeah, well, they just want to, they want to know that they're special and they want to feel special. Right, so then yes. Alex was like, he's like, uh, hey man, you know, uh, he was so sweet. He's like, uh, okay, so, uh, I, you know, I'm coming to the show tomorrow, right? I'm like, yeah, dude, you're on, you're on the, the list and, you know, I go, there's an issue, just text me. I won't, I won't text you. <laughs> like, I won't, I won't, I won't bother you and I know where to park and yeah. I, I'll, I'll, uh, um, I'll do this and I'll do that. I'm like, okay, right? So Alex ends up um, at the show, front row, and it's, it's just so funny because... Did you have him placed front row or did no. you just accidentally end up front row? Oh, I thought that was so funny. Somebody just put right him front, front row. row. But again, like he didn't want any special treatment. Yeah. He didn't text me the whole day, right? He just figured it out. Yeah. You know, and then it was so sweet because we're like, well, man, come back and have a drink. Or, oh, I don't have to. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 like come back. So it was cool to have... Alex there and to have that conversation and it, by all means I don't want friends and family to watch this and be like oh my god I'm that guy yeah I love taking care of my friends and family yeah however if you want to know what time the show starts check the website <laughs> the same amount of time it took you to text me yeah. you could have checked the website yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll get like don't call me like hey man what time should I be there what time's the show 
where do I park? And I'm like, guy, you can't figure that shit out? I've got a show to do. Like, it drives me crazy. But it was awesome. Yes, it was, it, it was a really It turned experience. out to be a wonderful night. And then my titties were sweating for a show. Yes, so we had to dry your shirt. We had to dry the shirt so that I could wear it again for second show. Because people don't, and I, am I not the king? It's called continuity. Uh-huh. And continuity means that everything has to be the same, right? So if we're going to film two shows and I had a cup in my hand, right. we better have the same cup. In the same hand. In the same hand. Yeah. So that when we edit, you can, you know, you make sure that it all matches. Right. right. So if I walk on stage and I have titty sweat <laughs> on the second show, then we can't match the titty sweat. Yes. So I get on stage and Rick's like, oh, dude, titty sweat. What are we, we going to do about the titty sweat? And because and, I'm me, I only bring one shirt. Yes. Like most people, they buy like four of the same shirt, right? Because that would make sense. But you were, you, Rick. He was literally pulling out his shirt for what he was gonna wear, both the like minutes before you left. Because I had like shirts laid out, and you were like, no, 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 I know what I'm wearing. And like, I remember, I remember when I did Comic View. Uh, going back to that experience, um, you know, I'm the only non-black guy on the show. Yeah. So there's like three, me and three other black dudes, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there and it's almost showtime and all the dudes I'm doing the show is like, hey dude, you gonna wear that? What's your outfit? <laughs> your outfit? I'm like, oh my God, that's good. I'm like, I'm wearing this, right? And they're like, but you're gonna get it all wrinkled, right? So then, <laughs> so then one of the dudes is on a, he's on a chair and he's putting his pants on so that he doesn't wrinkle them. <laughs> and he's like slipping into them on the chair so that he doesn't, so they don't hit the ground and wrinkle. <laughs> and I, dude, I'm just there like this. And they're like, uh, All wrinkly. Yeah, you, you're just gonna wear that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna wear this. Um, but again, I have to be me. Yeah. And I have to, I have to make sure that when we do these specials, it's very important that I come across as me and my family and who we really are. Yeah. You know, we did we did not make Garrett wear the tuxedo. Yeah. We weren't like, hey, dude, you should wear a tuxedo. I thought it was going to be hot as hell for him to be in a tux jacket. And come, and it, it, it fit him perfect. Yeah. If this thing was filmed six months from now, it wouldn't work. Yeah. You'd have to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> But it just, it turned out to be... little cowboy boots. It turned out to be such a wonderful... And you know what? And, yeah. and your dad and your mom have been so stressed out. You know, so... You know, they're trying to figure out what's going to happen with them. And I feel like, you know, me and your dad are drinking buddies. We're party buddies. Yeah. And for the past six months, I haven't had a drink with your dad, you know... Um, your dad and your mom have just been different and stressed. And yeah. So last night to see your mom and dad, that night, Saturday yeah. night, to see your mom and dad enjoying it 
having a good time. Your dad let loose. Yeah. They yeah. stayed afterward and they hung stayed, out. I was they surprised they stayed out that long. I mean, Miss Dora, you can always count on Miss Dora. Yeah. Miss Dora's there, and, you know. <laughs> Miss Dora's like, everybody's taking shots. She's like, and mine? <laughs> Where's mine? Don't leave me out. Right? Um, so it was so nice to see your parents hang out. However, I did miss my dad and Sarah. They weren't there. Yes. Um, Arthur wasn't there. Um, my two beautiful sisters, you know, Victoria and Kenny, they usually come. Yeah. Um, Lisa, who, you know, I, you know, she she never leaves the house, but we miss Lisa, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, not even Raina showed up or, or, you know, Lisa and Roland. Yeah. You know, and Lisa's such a big fan of Garrett's. You know, she loses her mind when it comes to Garrett. So, yeah. you know, to not have them there, it kind of bummed me out, but... It was just one of those things where everything happened so fast and things were moving so fast. I mean, Friday we got there and I had planned, we had all planned. We had like a pre-production meeting on Friday. Right, and we all yeah. had planned to hang out after and we ended up at pre-production for much longer. And then we wanted to make sure that it was socially distanced and right. Yeah. And then we ended up selling too many tickets. Yeah. Right, so then. So then they were talking about putting chairs and tables. We in had to get rid of the tables back behind right. you because there's this beautiful like green area back behind you. But then we we're like, how do we put people back behind the stage? Like you know, trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Well, and I thought you know Big Al Gonzalez did such a great job, you know, being the host and keeping things moving. And it was funny because at one point, um, I don't know what happened. Oh, we had to switch to get ready for the podcast. Uh-huh. So me and you ran off yes. to come back. I come back. I'm standing next to Rick. Al's on stage, like, handling it. And then uh, Rick's like, oh, my God, do we need to let him know to bring you guys up? Like, Yeah, do you, is someone going to announce you guys? Like, how are we going to start right. this? And then Al just did it. And yeah. we were like, oh, thank you, Al. Like, yeah. <laughs> great freaking job. But it was so cool also to do it in our, in our new backyard. Yeah. So close to New Braunfels, um, our new neighbors, our new friends that we've met in New Braunfels were able to come and support. Yeah. Um, you know, I the fact that that space exists so close to where we live, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, is pretty is pretty impressive. Kind of mind blowing. I'm gonna be so bummed when they don't have any more time for us. Because <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's, it's such a such a state of the art facility. As soon as facility. people find out that that place exists. Yeah. They're going to kick us to the curb. <laughs> and they're going to be like, Steve and who? <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, Renee and who? <laughs> no. Pitbull's recording here. And, and Mariah Carey's recording here. We don't need you, lasers. Because like, it's, it's amazing. Well, staff. but the audience didn't get to see all that because we filmed outdoors. But inside, there's a whole the studio, way, video production studio. I don't know how you and Lisa don't become best friends. Oh, she's amazing. She is a lot like you. Lisa runs like, Fisher Studios. She's sort of the studio manager. Dude, the, but she is like, she's, it's hard to explain her because she is misses on time and... She's prepared. Prepared, but she's also relaxed and she's also able to hang out and, yeah. and have a laugh and not make you feel uncomfortable and... You know, she was just so. She's, great. she's just. A, she reminds me a lot of you. Yeah. And the fact that 
she's very organized, uh-huh. but she has a warm feeling about herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's just so... Con- and then, and then I thought you were going to say, she reminds me of you, but less bitchy. <laughs> well, yeah. That's I'm what not, I was waiting Because I'm not married to her. <laughs> I'm sure whoever's married to her yeah. is like, oh, they're talking nice about you. <laughs> they don't know you at home. <laughs> but, you know, they were just so accommodating. Yeah. You know, and then afterwards, because we all partied, you know, your brother, Jeff and, and Don. Oh, yeah. And we had, we had we friends people coming over. from California. You know what I thought was really cool? So we have friends from California who usually always meet when you're in Vegas. Right. Like they're at all the Vegas dates. And because of COVID and Vegas hasn't happened, I thought it was really cool that they decided, you know what, we're going to fly in and we're going to be there awesome. for the taping. That was neat. You know, uh, and, you know, and Jeff and Don, they're always so thoughtful and, and they brought a cake. Right? Yes. With our pictures with our on, faces it, on it, with our faces on it. <laughs> so we all we all got to hang out afterwards, and then every I was like, all right, it's already three in the morning. I'm like, all right, we all gotta go, right? And we all start cleaning up, and we're throwing it in a trash bag. <laughs> and your dad's like, hey, we can't leave this trash here. And I'm like, dad, as long as it's in a trash bag, we're good. Oh no, 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 no. no. And your dad like put it in the back of the truck. Did he really? And bro, drove no. off with the trash. <laughs> like no evidence. Like they're not, we don't want them to know that we partied. No, right? my dad just kept saying, I want a place like this when I retire. And my mom, she they were like, oh, this is all we need. Meanwhile, it's like this beautiful state-of-the-art facility in the middle of the Texas. Well, I mean, no, they can do it without the freaking sound studio, <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah, yeah. it was awesome, man. And, and for me, there's always a relief. Like. First show, I wanted to get the show. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I had a beginning, a middle, and an end. I got all the jokes, all the order. You were following those cue cards. Right. Like, yeah. And then second show, it's like, fuck it. You let's, let it fly. Let's fly, man. And, you really you know, And then I, I had time. I felt like I had time to open for myself. You know, so I went out there and I did some, some other jokes, made fun of the situation, what's uh-huh. going on. And, and I just kind of had, I needed that. <clears throat> Let's relax. Yeah. Right? And, you know, Jim and Jake and Philip were all backstage, and I had a little shot before the second show. Yeah. You know, a little Crown Royal shot. Which and, you usually you don't know. drink before the show, so I was surprised you had a shot. Yeah, I, well, no, I was a little baby. A little baby. And, no, no, I know. You told him, you told him, just pour me a little one. So they poured him a little one, Rick, and then he goes, oh, that's not enough. Pour a little more. Oh, no, like a little one for me. <laughs> not like a normal little one. Like, make a little one for me. <laughs> Which, by the way, we finally pried Terry over. Because Rick's like, no, like, we have to have a drink. And same thing Rick did to Terry. He was like, uh, and Terry, ah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't give me a little bitch shot, bro. people understand how hard the crew works holy cow well outside in the texas heat like we didn't film till well, nighttime but i don't they were think out you guys sit down i mean i i ended up that day with twenty-two thousand steps on your watch that's on my watch that's where i ended up and i got to sit and i got yeah. to have some downtime right you yeah. these guys you know, around, dude, Rick, Rick is drenched yes. in sweat, yes. looking all disgusting and gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But you know, and then, and then it, it's hard because I'm like, hey, Rick, I go, come and relax a little. He, they, he can't. He doesn't have time. There's no There's time. There's so much going on. I mean, that schedule on. was so, between starting with the promos and then filming those two shows and turning over the audience, like there was no, the there was The sound guys, schedule. the light guys, the, I mean, everybody works so hard and they're on their feet all day. And then even when they're grabbing lunch, you see them and you guys are like eating, by the way, Los Fantanas. Yes. Cater, amazing, amazing job. They're our friends in New Braunfels. Go visit them. And I mean, dude, and like you guys, I'm like, hey guys, are we gonna eat together? <laughs> I mean, these guys are flying back out. Yeah. And people don't realize, and I, they're gonna, what they see on camera, when they see this special, they're gonna go, oh my God, that it looks beautiful. Yeah. They have no idea how much work goes into making it look like that. Yeah. You know, and I'm just so appreciative of, of, and then by the way, our night finishes and it's woo, drinks time. Yeah. And these guys they have to are load out. Load they out. have at least another hour of loading right. out. The, yeah. The, uh, all the cards that they have, you know, they have to keep track of. The, yeah. the, we had a drone guy and a drone. Oh, and, those shots I mean, are going to be beautiful. And those I, are going to be really cool. You'll get to see, you know, the beautiful Texas Hill Country. And then you were so nervous because your makeup girl. Oh, the day before, um, my hair lady, who usually does my hair, got shingles. She called me. You're going to put it all out there like that? I got shingles. You're going to put it out there like that? Like, yeah. Oh, she's got herpes. No, I'm going to say, I, it's not like she got an STD. <laughs> She got um, she got sick with shingles, and that they say is like one of the most painful things in your life. And she was like, "Renee, I'm so sorry, but she's like, I think I should probably just stay home and rest and take my meds. Maybe I don't think it's a good idea." I was like, "Yeah, no, it's not a good idea. You should stay home and rest and take your meds." No, definitely. So, um, but Lisa got us um, a makeup girl that yeah. she knew that the studio knew. To she was come awesome. In clutch, Marisol. She Marisol was, was so yeah. sweet and nice and accommodating and. She you did know. me all up. I walked in. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Your reaction was not the <laughs> was not a good husband reaction. So you get your makeup done. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's so funny to me. <laughs> either either it's that or we were so tense and so mad at each other. <laughs> but you had gotten your makeup done. Yeah. And then you you walked in the room and I see you and I go whoa. <laughs> and then she was like, was what? Like, what do you mean, whoa? What do you mean, whoa? Yeah. What? It wasn't like a whoa. It was like a whoa. It was well, like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. I, it's been so long since I've seen you without a beard. And <laughs> I'm talking about. But I was like, I mean, I was, I was like, oh, wow. It was like an oh, wow. You know, she looked beautiful. No, but then you, you didn't follow it up with, you look beautiful. You didn't you let me. You followed it up with, that's a lot of makeup. No, you didn't let me. Immediately, you were like, what? <laughs> what? No, and because your hair was like all done up. You I, got, know. I had some big Texas hair, yeah. You had the big hair, and you know, you're making, and I was like, whoa, and then this one, what? What? <laughs> what? I'm like, dude, not, not what? I'm just, just saying, wow, like you look, you look great. And then, which by the way, how many times have you filmed? How many student films have you done? How many, you know, Terry knows exactly what I'm going. You've done student films, we've filmed commercials, you've filmed commercials, professional commercials, we've filmed specials. How did you not know 
that you can't wear white. Listen, maternity clothes is terrible. And I was having a really hard time finding something to wear. Y'all, I have like five dresses in my closet right now that were possibles for the show that I have to take back and return. Because it's hard to find something when you're big like this that you feel good in. And we're filming outdoors, so I didn't want to be too dressy. But then I didn't want to be underdressed and wear like pants and a top. So why would white even be an option in your clothes that you ordered? It was... The it was a rental dress, the white one, and it was what I felt the best in. If I'm being completely honest, it had a little sleeve. But you right know, now, like, my arms are a little again. Like it had a pretty neckline. It's just what I felt comfortable in. Again, you know, not to wear white on camera. I know, but we had this whole green backdrop behind us, and then but it was dark, so that didn't so. Matter. <laughs> I see her, Terry. I walk in and I see her in white, and there's a lot of it. And <laughs> so I don't even say shit, dude. I'm like, I'm gonna go get the boss. <laughs> he did, you know what he told me? He said, before you get sold on this dress, let me go get Rick or Terry and make sure it's okay. Because, dude, I know that if I told her no, if I told her no, she'd be like, what? The fuck do you mean no? Nobody tells me no. Especially you, pussy. Like, I know her. She'll listen to you. So, and, but by the way, you were so nice because Terry was like, well, he's afraid of you too. And even, even Terry was like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll make it work if, if that's what she wants to wear. But he wouldn't even look at you in the eye. I'm just saying, but, you know, if, if that's what she wants to do. And I'm like, I'm like, Terry, so you're saying probably no. That's what, well, I'm, I'm saying that it would be better for us if, if you do switch it off. But you look great in your pink. Luckily, I had rented. You're allowed when you do your clothing rental, you can rent more than one dress. It's part of the package. So I had a I had a backup dress and backup shoes just in case. So we were good. Um, hold on, I got an issue. The pink was nice for me. Oh, thank yeah, you. Terry. It did look great on camera. Um, you. Yeah, you look fantastic. No, but huh? then I felt like after that, then everyone was really sweet about the pink dress, and I felt like everyone was really complimentary about the pink dress because I didn't want to make the fat pregnant lady <laughs> emotional and afraid she might cry. No, you looked you looked really good, and pe people were just they're afraid of you. People are afraid of you, and they like dude. Renee walks, and people throw petals for her to walk on. You were so dramatic. And then they see me, and I'm like, ooh, they have petals. And like, Steve, can you make sure Renee's comfortable? <laughs> make sure she's comfortable. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, she can do my hour of stand up too. I could. There were cue cards. Ah! Ah! It would have been funnier if you said, I could, I can read oh, your yeah. cue cards. That would have been fun. And that's why you tell the jokes, baby. That's why I tell the that's jokes. That's why you do the stand up. But we're excited. Um, we really, you know, we've gotten to the point where. We have realized it. We don't need Hollywood. Yeah. We don't need Hollywood. Um, we don't need Amazon Prime. We don't need Netflix. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, if it ends up, if this special ends up with those guys, I'm very happy about it. It's great. But we know that we have enough people that care about us, that love us, that, that well, support us. Well, it was time for you to get yeah. new stand-up out there. And we didn't want to wait for whatever's gonna happen with coronavirus or, you know, people start buying comedy specials again. Like, 
you're, it, people were making it very clear online that they wanted new content and you wanted to be able to give it to them. Well, and, and just so people understand, because we're doing things outside of Hollywood, when they support my special, when they buy it, we're not making any money. We're actually recouping the money that we spent and it really turns into a commercial so that I can tour and make money. Yeah. You know, when you go through Hollywood, they hand you a big freaking check and no money comes out of our pockets yeah. at all. And we get paid to do those specials. But when, when we do when we do what we do for the past three, yeah. we don't make any money. We don't make money off the specials. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if a million people buy this special... We will make our money, but you know, make some money. Yeah. But we're just hoping that you guys continue to support so that we make our money back so that I can turn around and see you live and then make money, you know. And, and I think a lot of people think, Oh, Steve, you've got a special on Netflix, they pay. I'm still in debt <laughs> for that special, I still haven't paid for that special, yeah. You know, oh, Amazon Prime, Steve, you're on Amazon Prime. I am very in debt in that special. So I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying this to make you feel sorry for, for us. I just want you to know that you guys continuing to support us, we can continue to put specials out. Yeah. You know, um, and that's the goal with this one. And, and we might just, instead of going to a big network, we might just go, hey, we're going straight to you, you know? And then another thing that we decided to do, again, because my goal is to raise as much money as I can for um, uh, Helicopters for Heroes, we are gonna give part of the proceeds to Helicopters for Heroes. Yeah. So that every time you buy my special, our special, uh, some of that money will go to Helicopters for Heroes. So that will be directly to Helicopters for Heroes, not to us, yeah. not to our debt yeah. that we owe. Um, so we're just trying to continue to do it. And the people that watch our podcast, the people that buy t-shirts, the people that bought tickets to the show, all of you are supporting me and Renee, my family, and, and what we do and what we continue to do. And, and we just, we can't thank you guys enough, right? I mean, it's just been yeah. a blessing. Yeah, it's yeah. been really cool. And I think it'll be cool for the podcast viewers to get to see, like, there's stuff that we talk about here on the podcast, and you see little snippets of that in the special, too, and the people and that Then I turn it into stand-up. Yeah, right. yeah, I think that'll be neat for You know, we tell the whole the story about Poito. Yeah. It turns out to be a great story. And, oh, so anyway, back to... You, you guys and you and Rick conspiring. Oh, yes. So, Steve, he got so worked up. I mean, Rick, he got so worked up when he walked in on you, me, and Brian all talking. He thought he thought he was we were trying to manipulate him or we wanted him to do something and we weren't telling him. And I was just talking to Rick about I bought Steve as a gift. I bought oh, him. Well, let me interject on that. When when when. I've been in, in the comedy business for 20 years. Yeah. And I have been a part of people manipulating talent. Where people, managers and agents and producers 
and directors are afraid to talk to the talent. Yeah. So they manipulate people around them, around their, their them, team. around yeah. them to get the talent to do what they want them to do. Yeah. Right. So I have seen it. I have been asked to help in it. Yeah. Right. I've gotten secret phone calls from agents that are like, hey, tomorrow at work, can you talk to him about this, this and that? Because he doesn't want to do this, but we want him to do this. Yeah. You know, so when I you, think you're hypersensitive to it, and especially because we're husband and wife, I think you're even more sensitive to it. Well, and, and the situation I'm talking about was so toxic. Yeah. Right. The situation that I'm specifically talking about was so toxic and the managers and agents and writers and everybody was always conspiring behind the talent. Yeah. Right. It was nonstop. The talent wants to do this. We want him to do this. Let's all team up against him to get him to do what we want. And usually it didn't work anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So when you guys were, and I'm like, what, are, are they doing that to I me? I thought you were off doing something else. And then you walked up on the conversation and it was so blatantly obvious. Like, I know. I walk up and they're like, oh, nothing, nothing. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. But I also, because of that situation, I always try to be somebody that you know as the talent I don't want anybody to ever be afraid to tell me anything or to express their opinions their real opinions with yeah. me because usually I take their opinions right you know if, if, if people go hey this is what we think you know, and then I get frustrated because I'm like okay great we'll do that and they're like well no Steve this is why we want to I've already agreed like I don't need the pitch yeah. On why we want to do a certain thing. Like, if you guys all think we should do that, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right? And that happened at the production meeting where Brian, Rick, and you were like, oh, no, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, okay, great. And they're like, well, this is why, Steve. I'm like, okay, great. Let's fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I'm on board. Let's go. I don't, I don't want to spend 10 minutes. I remember, like, you know, when, when I was doing my thing, um, with some other producers, I get this phone call when I had my deal with Hemelfarm. Uh -huh. I get this phone call and they're like, hey Steve, uh, can you come into a meeting? And I'm like, oh crap, like, you know, what we have going on here is gonna, like, they're gonna tell me I'm fired or something, you know? And, yeah. And I walk in and they're like, hey, um, listen, there's like four of them, my agents, my managers, right? And I'm just sitting there like, oh crap. Um, we just want to talk to you about your weight, uh, and, and we want to talk to you about you biting your nails. You know, we just think that maybe you need to lose some weight and stop biting your nails. I'm like, fuck you guys, all this shit for that? My dad's been calling me fat my whole life. Like, I'm not, like, this, we had to have a whole fucking meeting? my nails and I need to stop like okay I like we don't need the whole yeah. fucking meeting we don't need the we don't want to hurt Steve's feelings fucking meet like just tell me I'm fat and we need to work on that yeah and try to stop biting your nails great I will do that I'm still biting my nails by the way um so no but the point was I had gotten you a gift and I wanted to surprise him with it and Brian and I had talked about it, and Brian was like, you know what, I think that's a really sweet idea. I think it could make a really nice close for the special. And so I was like, okay. I was like, I just don't know. It's such a tight schedule. If we have time, let me talk to Rick about it. 
So that's what we were trying to do is Brian and I were having to, we're trying to have the conversation with Frick. I bought you this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We just had an episode where I said it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> to receive gifts. I don't like receiving gifts. So then you turn around <laughs> and, and then I said, I don't like to be surprised. And then you turn around and go, hey, let's do the two things <laughs> that he doesn't like. Well, no, I thought it could be a really sweet moment because it was this light up neon box that said it was all a dream. And it was really cool. And, it and, was um, and Brian and I thought that that might be a sweet little bow for the special. Um, and so I was, we were trying to talk to Rick about it. We vetoed it because anyway we didn't have enough time. Why not show up with it Friday and go, hey, we wanted to give you this. We think it's great. Instead of the whole fucking... Because then it's not a surprise. That would have been a surprise. You would have been like, look what I got. You open it. Oh, oh my God, it's awesome. Where can we put this? Because it is beautiful. And it says it was all a dream. And, you know, that goes back to the Biggie song. Mm-hmm. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. That Steve right? plays on the regular. I play it yeah. all the time because... I really relate to that song, uh, other than being a drug dealer trying to feed my family. Um, and Christmas did not miss us. But, um, it, you know, for me, it, all of this was a dream. Yeah. And I would dream of it. And I would, I would lay in my bed when I was a kid and I would tell myself, man, you know, I, I want to be a stand-up. And I want to do stand-up. And I want my own specials. And I want to be on TV. And... I used, to, uh, I used to pray to God and I used to tell God, if you give me those things, I will do the very best I can to be a good man. Yeah. You know, and I would dream about it all the time. And, you know, all of this is unbelievable. And it is a dream come true for me. So when you gave me that, man, I got really emotional and, and thank you. Yeah. Um, and then to hear my son sing that song Oh, Garrett is obsessed with the song A Million Dreams from the movie A Million Dreams. And it's like, oh my God, that's my life. Yeah. When he starts off as a little boy saying, I have these dreams in my head and I can't sleep. Yeah. It's my life. Yeah. Right? And for it it all to come true and for for it to all be happening, it's just been, it it really has been a dream, you know? And, And... I'm so appreciative you gave me that. It's beautiful. We're going to put in the office at the house. and But it's, it's, and I think that what people need to realize is if you dream it, it can come true. If you believe it to be so, yeah, it can come true. Now, one of the questions we got there, and I, I, maybe I didn't answer it right because I was, I was hit pretty hard with it, was, you know, how do you feel about the fame, you know? And I don't know if I want to be any more famous. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, hey, Steve, you're great. Famous. That's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a restaurant. Somebody will go, hey, dude, love your stuff. Famous. I'm not like, oh, my God, that's, you know, everybody in the restaurant going, oh, my God, that's, that's him. That, you know, that's Steve Trevino, you know. And, yeah. and I, I think about like, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan right now is probably the most famous person in the world. Right? And I don't know if I want that. I don't need the $100 million. You know, I like my wife. 
and I like my family, and I like... Do you, though? Do you really? <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> but I like going, to, I like going to, to Disneyland. You know, we got recognized, what, twice? Yeah. The whole time? You know, I couldn't imagine everybody at Disneyland knowing who we are. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. But I, I, I do take a note from Brad Garrett. You know, Brad Garrett told me one time, he said, look, man, it's what you wanted. It's your life. It's part of your job. And uh, he goes, the, the, the minute I walk out of my home, he goes, I'm on. It's work time. Yeah. And he goes, you just have to remember that. You have to remember that the second you leave your home, it's work time. You wanted to be a public figure. You wanted to do this on a high level. You know, because I could have worked at the bank and done stand-up for fun. Yeah. Right? But you wanted this, so accept it. And the second you walk out of the door, you are on. So, that, I mean, I took that advice from Brad very personal, and, and I see how gracious Brad is. Yeah. And Brad makes everybody feel special. And Brad, I mean, well, and he's also like, Steve, I'm 6'9". Yeah, he's I'm not, I'm not Yeah. And then I will say this, and then we got to wrap it up because it's been way too long. But um, I saw this the other day. I, didn't, I, had, I don't know where you were. I didn't get to show you, and I, I wasn't able to save it. But Steve Martin, he wrote this thing. I got to find it. But he says, uh, been really anxious lately. Did you see it? He says, I've been really anxious late, lately. Don't know what's going on. So I was able to fix it. So he put a sign over his head that said Steve Martin with arrows with his mask on. <laughs> I love him. He's so great. You He's saw so it? Great. Yeah. But it, it, it really, it touched me because, <laughs> no, it did because. No, I'm not laughing because it you know, touched during, me. During quarantine, yeah. I was like, I don't need stand-up. I'm a solid person. Yeah. Right? If stand-up goes away tomorrow. I, I, I can I, no I, I need it yeah it's important to me yeah you know so uh, this has been the episode please 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 share like let people know um, and hopefully we have a new special for them and now we'll go into the editing process but hopefully we have a new special for them in November can we say that, that yeah that's well the, probably the plan? well we're thinking maybe Veterans Day so that so that we can honor the veterans with the more purchases we get, the more money we get to give to um, Helicopters for Heroes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking probably there, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then just the continued support from everybody just has been... And you are still out on the road. You're going to... Uh, well, I've got Kansas, Kansas City, City and... College got, Station. Yeah. Well, I think those would have already happened when these come out. But, yeah. Um, we, we're still on the road. We're still working hard. I'm still trying to figure it out because um, it is a different time. But yeah. um, we're so happy that Aztec Chevrolet got on board. Yeah, that was um, really cool. If you buy my Camaro, I will personally deliver it to your house. How about that? Uh, How about that? <laughs> How about you buy the Camaro that I'm driving and I will personally drive it to your home uh, and then I will have Captain Evil not cook for you. <laughs> She'll order food and we'll sit down and have lunch. <laughs> I will have a fabulous catered meal. But it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's green. It's gorgeous. It has a sunroof. It's the SS. It hauls ass. It's freaking awesome. Oh, but just a big thank you to everyone who came oh, dude, out this weekend. I put, I put Mom and Garrett in the back so we can take a drive. <laughs> dude, I would hit the gas and my mom, Mijo! <laughs> Please don't do that, Mijo! You're scaring me. But, but Garrett loved it. Do it oh, again, yeah. Dad! 
such a dude. He's like, don't be a pussy, bro. Hit that shit. Make it happen, dog. I'm like, whoa, buddy. But I like your attitude. Uh, I took him to a, a daycare this morning in it. Uh-huh. And he gets in the car and he goes, hey, dad, now, now grandma's not here. We can go fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we love you guys. Steve Trevino, Captain Evil Podcast. Keep uh, watching and sharing. We love you guys.